right, hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I'm an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. And this is This Week in Five, a quick recap of some important news in the college admissions sphere that has come out in this past week. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Do also follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave us a rating as well as that really helps this podcast reach more people. Okay, so I wanted to jump into this really quickly um, and spend a little bit of time talking about it. Um, a lot of schools have released their ED and EA stats in terms of number of applications and percentage of acceptances. And a lot of these will be released individually by colleges, but a lot of it is also kind of all put together at collegekickstart.com. So if you go to collegekickstart.com and check out their blog, it will directly point you to some of these stats that have come out. In terms of the actual data, some things are uh, not too surprising. MIT's early action is 6%, Harvard's was 8%. And Yale was 10%. So Yale's actually a little bit up this year in terms of the number of applicants. Only 7,700 early action applicants, and they accepted around 10% of that compared to 12,000 for MIT and 9,500 for Harvard. So interesting a little bit there just in terms of the, the number of applicants and how that large of a number of applicants are applying to MIT, especially when MIT is going back to being test required is also very interesting, but I think I do think that part of it is MIT's early action is not restrictive. It's restrictive in terms of how competitive, but it is inherently not restrictive. And so that gives more students an option to apply to that and then ED to some other options as well. The main standout for me is something that I have discussed elsewhere, but is USC. It's a very, very good school, but even then, I think this number is surprising. They had 40,600 applicants for early action. They only accepted 2,400, which gives them for the early action, which gives them a 6% acceptance rate, uh, which is the same as MIT. So that inherently is interesting. And there are a lot of different possibilities why that might be the case. Um, the fact that even though it is early action, but they have tied their merit scholarship to it, allows them to become a loophole in the existing restrictive early action process. Right? And so uh, Yale and Princeton, Harvard, all these schools that have restrictive early action, there's a, there, there are qualifications there, right? If you apply REA to these top schools, you can't apply early decision anywhere else, obviously, but you also can't apply early action to any private institution. And so that that's what makes things a little bit more interesting is that this restriction on this restriction on applications to private institutions for early action should in theory knock out a bunch of candidates however there is one exception on this and that exception is you will be allowed to apply early action to any program public or private if merit consider if scholarship considerations are part of the requirement for early action and so in this way right USC is able to um, kind of have their cake and eat it too, right? Is that we offer an early action option. And by jumping into this loophole of we're going to tie our merit scholarship to it, right? Which then allows everyone who's applied REA to also apply to us, right? It kind of guarantees to some degree that you're going to be getting candidates who have the qualifications to be a decent competitor to get into a Stanford, a Yale, a Harvard, right? 
And that means you're getting all of them as well because everyone's trying to cover their bases. And USC is a good enough school where having the qualifications will matter, right? And where getting in early will matter, especially because it's not binding, right? And so by tying their merit scholarship to the early action, you can start to see, oh, wow, there has been this huge jump in application numbers. And obviously with that, a huge dip in acceptance because the number of seats aren't increasing. So this is something I'm going to look into further. It's something that I'm going to take a bigger look at, but it is just something that jumped off the page when reading through these uh, these acceptance rates is that there are patterns and policies to be drawn from this data and how other colleges will start to follow this or not in the upcoming cycle is always going to be interesting to me. So if you want more specific data, if you want a better sense of which EA schools um, tend to accept a ton of students, Fordham accepts a ton of, a ton of students, then do take a look. It's at, uh, if you just go to the College Kickstart blog, um, you should be able to find everything you need there. They update it pretty cons consistently. So uh, just keep checking back there if you want to get a better sense of the uh, the acceptance rates of some of the top universities. All right, that has been this week in five. As mentioned before, if you like this podcast, um, be sure to give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. Do also subscribe and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date as well. Okay, that's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.